The Space Voyages of Captain Captain By Patrick Allen Howard Latrine, Hank cried out in distress. My wife Irene approached him. The crew called her Latrine because she was the chief science officer and thought she was full of crap. Yes? She asked with concern. Latrine, he cried once more as he ran past her and into the bathroom. The door slammed shut and a horrible stench assaulted our noses. We heard inhuman noises. They were muffled, but they came from behind us. The R and I turned as the door slid open. Gah! The R cried out. It was a space bum. It looked like your typical human bum. Smelled like one too. The space bum, however, only appeared to be human. In reality is a kind of vampire. It took the human bum form so it'd be welcomed onto ships. It never left survivors. Yet somehow someone always survived to tell the story. Weird. I just don't remember picking one up. You're a cheapskate and didn't pay attention at the last station. He had a sign saying we'll fork for food and you didn't even think about it. Irene explained. Yeah that sounds like me. Spanky, I yelled out over the comm link. His snores turned into a frantic reply. We have a space bum. Beam it out into space. I captain. Spacing the space bum, what? He said as he confused himself. Shortly after the bum was enveloped in light and vanished. Pressing a button on my comm link a monitor lowered showing the space bum. It began mumbling as it teleported back onto the ship. Yeah I think I forgot about that part of the story. Alright, so the space bum targets the smallest groups. In the event of a power outage, the crew was ordered assemble in various areas for safety. I'm a cheapskate not a jackass. Irene pulled up a holographic map of the ship showing life signs. Most assembled in the areas. There was one in the mess hall. Immediately I knew who it was. Curly, I said softly. He spent a lot of time in the mess hall. And not always to eat. He loved his alcohol and herbal supplements. I spent a lot of time with him. He didn't have any friends. But he always had me. Let's move. I ordered as we charged down the hall. Captain, Curly cried over the radio. Hey, got a dollar? A raspy voice said right after. It's breath, it's hoary. Curly's voice cut out. I quickened my pace. Soon we arrived at the mess hall. We scanned the room as we entered. The space bum was gone. And on the floor was the decayed remains of Curly. I felt a rush of anger and sorrow. Honey, Irene said nervously, we're the smallest group. Great. Now the space bum would target us. And yes that was mixture of sarcasm and sincerity. Mumbling echoed from the adjacent corridor followed by a belch. This space bum had deplorable mannerisms. Pointing to Hank and the R.I. motioned to the door. They merely stared blankly. Idiots, I said loudly. Follow me. They gave a nod. I don't think they understood. With my laser pistol drawn I pressed against the door and peered down the hallway. Darkness. Hey, got a dollar? The space bum asked from the other end of the hall. Quickly I fired into it. It mumbled and vanished. I think I singed its beard. Hank exited the mess hall after me, followed by Irene and the R. So how do we stop the space bum? I asked Irene. I'm not sure. It's an entity that does not exist within our own laws of physics. Between the quantum entanglement, energy absorption and seemingly invulnerability I'm not sure anything can stop it. She added. It's a trans-dimensional entity existing simultaneously within two different planes of existence, Hank said out of nowhere. Irene and I slowly turned. The form we perceive is merely an acor for its essence. The R, said. Where was this intelligence coming from? Boys, are you alright? I asked. What? Hank replied. 
The R merely shrugged. Yeah, the intelligence was gone. I paused. What was going on? Before I could attempt to collect my thoughts a door opened behind Hank and we heard the sound of wood striking cement. Ow and yelled as he rubbed his head. A sinister cackle echoed followed by another strike. I turned to see what it was, a space granny. They looked old, frail and sweet. Like they'd offer you cookies and moonshine. But oh no. They were invincible aliens that ran up to anything younger and hit it with a cane. Without word we ran down the hall. Now I don't remember allowing that thing on board, I said as we ran. You were drunk and thought it was you grandma. Irene replied almost with a laugh. Ah yes. My grandma hit me with a cane when I did something stupid. Her cackling grew and I glanced back as a rocket-powered walker appeared before her. As he grasped it she sped off towards us. Ah crap, I yelled. As I looked forward the space bum rushed me asking for a dollar. Before they could get me I was pulled into another room and the door sealed shut. It was Hank. It was a lounge. But the furniture was floating. And a cup turned into a fish. As I poked it it latched onto my finger. A pink beam giggled into the fish as the R drew his tickle ray. The badger fell to the floor dead. It took dying of laughter to a new meaning. Wait what? A badger? The colors of the room began to, change, into a purple haze. I began to tremble. This made no sense. So I clung the only comfort I knew. Hank. He had no idea what was going. Ever. I hugged him tight and he gave me a pat on the back. There there captain, he said softly. I'm thinking Curly's substance abuse has caused the space bum to begin to alter reality without control. Irene explained. I love that woman, even though she made me feel dumb. But not this time. So we find the dimensional tier, lure the space granny there and beam the two out into space to slug it out, I said I pulled back from Hank. Irene gave a nod. It was dangerous. Especially with two powerful and invincible aliens after us. Before I could ask Irene pulled up a holographic map of the ship. This time it did not display the crew. Instead it showed a cloud moving about the ship. The space bum's true form. It wasn't far from us. Pushing another button showed two dots moving sporadically. I'm betting the one that's not jumping around is the space granny, I said confidently. All right I'll draw her attention. The rest of you see if you stall the space bum. They gave a nod. Irene hugged me tightly and I wrapped my arms around her. There were no words to be said. As she pulled back I exited the room via the opposite door. As I moved down the pointless halls I caught a glimpse of the space granny. She was walking slowly. Oh what a terrifying sight to behold. Captain. The R whispered over the radio, the tickle ray is slowing down the space bum but he's not laughing. He just went to sleep. Perfect. Your cookies are like cardboard, I said to the space granny as I moved from my cover. She offered an angry stare before the rocket-powered walker appeared. I ran to where the cloud was last seen. The space granny was hot on my heels. The cloud paused as it saw me coming. The space bum is gone, Irene yelled over the radio. The cloud solidified into a physical form. As I drew near the space bum I ducked and slid to the side. The space granny stopped to club it with the cane. The space bum responded by trying to feed of it. Each time the space granny struck the space bum it belched and cursed. They were now locked in eternal battle. Do it now, I yelled over the radio. Light enveloped the two aliens as they were beamed out into space. Watching a nearby monitor I saw them battle each other. The space bum managed to conjure a beer bottle and struck the space granny with it. Ha, huh, that's new. I suppose we had new story to tell about these aliens. Oh what an absurd universe we live in.